It's time for Mac Break Weekly. I'm back. Baby Alex Lindsay is here. Andy Anako. And man, do we have rumors. New MacBook Pros this week. New iPad next week. And I hear Verizon's got an iPhone. We'll have the details and more coming up. Mac Break Weekly's next. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for MacBreak Weekly is provided by Cashfly at C A C H E F L Y dot com. This is MacBreak Weekly, episode 235, recorded February 22nd, 2011. Bad clam on the French side. MacBreak Weekly is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Improve your conference calls and keep everyone on the same page when you share your screen with GoToMeeting. For your free 30-day trial, visit GoToMeeting.com slash MacBreak. And by Carbonite. Backing up the files on your PC and Mac is safe and easy with Carbonite. For a free trial plus two free months with purchase, go to Carbonite.com. Offer code MacBreak. And by Squarespace.com. The fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to squarespace.com slash MacBreak. It's time for MacBreak Weekly, the show that covers everything that's coming out of Cupertino. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend Alex Lindsay, who held down the fort for me. Actually, you both did, didn't you? And while I was gone, thank you, Alex, from the Pixel Core. Yeah, we took turns. It was good. It was very nice. Uh, also here, we're just the core group today, Andy Yanotko from the Howdy. Chicago Sun-Times. Hello, Andrew. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks to both of you for uh, a yeoman. Uh, that's not. No, yeoman implies that it was only pedestrian for a stellar <laughs> job uh, in my absence. In fact, I was getting tweets uh, saying, don't come back. Well, I, all I can say is that, that <laughs> we, we just had a great time doing it, and we're so glad that you're back. No, no. No, no. There's at least uh, a dozen people who are not. Yeah, well, there's a dozen people who are not, and if we continue to do it, there'd be a hundred that, that somebody would said, be like, when, when, when is Leo coming back? Said, not that I'm taking this personally, but somebody said, Thank you, Leo, for abandoning the show <laughs> to people who actually love the Mac. Tom Merritt, did Tom Merritt also fill in? I know he filled in on Twitter and a lot of other shows. I don't know what happened while I was gone, by the way. I was, I was in a stupor. I think it was either Andy or I. I was in a pisco sour stupor for three weeks. Mm. You know, I think everybody should do no, this. This we, is we were like we were like all like traipsing the globe because I was I was in like uh, Spain last week for Mobile World Congress while I was out. Alex, you were out the week before that, weren't you? Yeah, because you were some, you were someplace. Yeah, we were we were all over the place. We were, we were a traveling crew. Yeah. I was in Patagonia. Wait a minute, I was wearing the sweater and hat before, but it got too warm. <laughs> I put the hat back on. This is uh, from Montevideo, Uruguay. I just want to I just want to have a um I want a house in Patagonia. Just the name Patagonia. Well, it's because, Doesn't that sound it's cool? It's because the dread bride. The Dread Pirate Roberts has a hat has has a house in Patagonia. <laughs> well, Patagonia is a lot of room there. I mean, there's everything from desert to uh, rainforest to just, Andean mountains. I just want to say I've been I've been I've been retired for five years and have a house in Patagonia. Yeah, to beaches. Need to have one <laughs> for tax purposes. Yes, exactly. So uh, I'm I'm being informed now that pisco sours are not on my diet. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It was basically an induced coma for three weeks. I really, I really don't believe that hard alcohol has any carbohydrates or calories in it. Some, some's worse than others. But anyway, <laughs> I, I did allow myself a glass of wine uh, at meals because, you know, South American wine. I was drinking Argentinian Malbec, Chilean, oh. Chilean reds, really good wine. I like Malbec. 
I love Malbec, but uh, I mean, I was having fantastic wine. Uh, I met a lot of people. Among the people that I met, uh, uh, Loic Lemur, who, uh, of course, as you know, is the guy at Seismic, sent me an email saying, you have to meet my friend A. Martino. Mariano uh, A. Martino is a uh, um, blogger in Buenos Aires and um, uh, an entrepreneur and a really great guy. And uh, so we went to lunch at La Dorita. I had a, a kind of a spontaneous meetup. I just said, I'm at the, I'm at a cafe and people showed up. And then I had lunch with uh, Mariano and a bunch of Argentinian uh, entrepreneurs. It was great conversation. Of course, it's a little difficult to be an entrepreneur uh, in Argentina. Um, but I said, you know, you have such a great opportunity to say compared to Europe where there's, a, you know, multiple languages, at least in most of South America, Spanish is spoken. And so you have a fairly large uh, market. And uh, they invited me to... Um, an Argentinian startup, and we're going to take advantage of it today. Maybe this is something we'll do on a regular basis. It's a it's a Twitter poll system called Pollowers. Oops. There it is. Pollowers with a P, P-O-L-L-O-W-E-R-S.com. Now, it's a closed beta right now, but I'm pushing them to open it up. Because uh, what it allows you to do is post a poll question. Now, uh, last week, actually two weeks ago, when The Daily came out, I posed the question, um, will you pay for The Daily? Rupert Murdoch's iPad magazine, 67.5% of the votes, and this was in a one-hour period, by the way, 67% uh, of the people said, no way. 6% said, yeah. About 25% said, well, we'll see. So I thought that was kind of interesting. We're going to do a poll today, and we'll do it for the next 24 hours. They have, a, they have kind of a statute of limitations. Here's how it works. I've just tweeted the poll question. Will Steve Jobs ever come back to run Apple? Five minutes ago, and you got almost 400 uh It's a folks. huge response already. Reply one for yes, two for no. Now, let me explain how it works. You have to, and I'm going to work with them on this because I think this is a mistake, but right now you just put at Leo Laporte and then one or two. Nothing else is allowed. Otherwise, it goes to the invalid replies bucket. <laughs> and there's a lot of invalid replies. 1.5 is not a valid reply. Even saying one, but I hope two, or two, but I hope one is not a, it's just one or two. So we'll keep taking those votes, but right now I just posted it. 246 votes, 61 percent for so does count, yes. Does it count the invalid ones? Here's my question: no. Is it, so when it no. says 246, it's 246 people who did it right? Yeah, you you only get it to put a number in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that what they do is change that because one of the limits of that is that because Twitter doesn't allow duplicate tweets within a 24 hour period. Uh, if you didn't, you could only polls. do one poll a day. Right. So I'm just gonna say, look, just take the first the number, the first number you see. And then that's the vote, and then ignore everything else. That way people can comment, and I think that would be a better way to do it. But anyway, give that a try. It's a followers. But actually what you do is it's on my Twitter feed, Leo Laporte, at Leo Laporte. One for Steve will come back to run Apple. Two for no, this is it, Steve. This is uh, Steve's last time. Somebody po posted a very interesting um, picture. Let me see if I can scroll back of Steve uh, leaving treatment. Do we know, you know, now... It's been three weeks. I was with Waz on the cruise, by the way. And I just didn't have the heart to, to ask Waz, how's your buddy Steve? I couldn't do it. You know, we can speculate like crazy on the show, but when it comes down to real people who know Steve, I just couldn't, I didn't, it's like I didn't want to intrude. Isn't that interesting? It's easy to do it when it's no, anonymous. That's, that's the decent response, I think. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if there, there's some people that are very, very comfortable discussing such a Oh, he froze up. So, well, let me let me just say this. Let's not then play that video of Steve leaving treatment because that's not a, nobody's business. Yeah, let's Steve's. leave it alone. Let's just hope that Steve makes it makes it work. 
Absolutely. You know, no question about it. Or health problem in public. Yeah. Oh, and there he goes. <laughs> Push. Uh, Andy's having a little trouble with uh, Skype today. Is there anything new? You know, he has this. He has this super fast FiOS, but I don't really believe. Does he it. have FiOS? Yeah, he has FiOS. Oh, there's something going on. Never there. works. Um, anyway, I want to thank Neil Bauman and the Insight Cruises people because we had a great time. It was Mac Mania. I got to get on one of those. You can get on one. There's there's one coming up, uh, September. You probably don't want to go on this one because it's it starts in Victoria, British Columbia, goes through San Francisco, and ends <laughs> up in San Diego. So you've kind of been there, been there, done oh, that. Andy's done it. Andy loves them. I know. They're, they're really terrific. Uh, it's just a lot of fun to be with a bunch of Mac people. Uh, you know, it's not the whole boat, by the way. There's 1,500, 2,000 people on the boat. We're only, in this case, we were about, uh, I think there were 78 um, conference attendees and spouses and stuff went up to about 150. But it's, it's, it's it, first of all, 50% are returnees. Everybody comes back. You do one of these, you, you do it for life. And uh, so you know everybody. Everybody's got this great convivial feeling. You all sit together, but you rotate around. So, you, you know, it's just at dinner, I mean. So it's, it's just really fun. It, it, really, it really went from the sort of, I, was, I would never, ever, ever have wanted to go on a cruise until I went on my first uh, Mac Geeks cruise. And then I think it's the perfect situation because you're there with a group of like 100 people. Uh, you're probably going to meet people that are very, very simpatico. So it's not like it's right. you, your spouse, and then a table of 10 people you've never met, don't care about. And he's frozen again. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, it must be Skype. Skype. Was, were Skype you having this trouble? Uh, so we did Twim this morning, and Skype was wonky getting hooked up. It's at 28 million, 28.5 million right now. And it was, I was having trouble. I was going to switch as soon as we can to video. Yeah. Um, the part of the new studio build is, uh, is um, video. Yeah. Are uh, you getting server. the hardware appliances? Yeah, we're going to put the, ser the server in the basement, and, uh, and you can use it too. Yay. I'm thinking of actually building a physical studio in there, too. You should. That little cubby hole that's in the back there. Enjoy. I'm thinking of building it, building, building it right in there. Like a radio it. studio kind of? Yeah, no, like a, like a little mini TV studio that, that's kind of fun that we can use our jib and steady cam in. I, anyway, the, thank you, Neil and uh, Teresa and uh, the Mac Mania crew. And if you are at all interested in these, I just want to give them a free plug, insightcruises.com. Um, Mac Mania 12... Uh, is this fall, but then there's Mac Mania 13, which is going to gonna be... Here's Andy. I don't know what's going on with you, Andy. I feel bad. All, my, my, all other internet apps are working fine. It's Skype, as usual. Yeah, as usual. We're gonna I mean, I'm, 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 using, I'm using Copper Fios really uh, gigabit no, internet. There's no excuse. Okay, so it's Skype. No He's excuse. Junk. Yep. Not that you're bitter. No, well, why, well, why should I be upset that something that's supposed to work has, has dropped three times now? Well, it is it's free. free. I, I was, I, well, no, last night I was, I was doing my food shopping and I was, at the, I, was, I was using the self-serve line that you have to use. And once again, the most infuriating thing happened where it just stopped scanning. It's, it's, it, I scanned like the last of like a, a dozen different things. And suddenly like the, the conveyor belt stopped, then rewound and said, removing item from uh. from, from phone. Please wait. Our manager is coming. Uh, you know, like, you know, okay, look, there is no problem here. You have not communicated a difficulty. You've simply decided to stop processing. And I have to stand here for 10 minutes to wait for somebody to recognize something's gone wrong. <laughs> and so what I did was I actually left probably about $50 for the frozen yeah, food. I do that all the time. Yep. I, uh, that's I went, what, that's I what I did. To, Absolutely. I not, not, not to sound like the Dyson vacuum counter, but I just think that things should work properly. That's all. <laughs> okay, I'm done. The... Uh, the Walgreens next to us doesn't have a single cashier. 
It's all automated. And that's what's wrong with America. You know, that's that's a jobless recovery there. That's that's the jobless recovery right in front of your face. When I was in China and they were building a fence, every single post hole had its own digger. Three of them. Three of them. That's what's wrong with America, my friends. <laughs> you know, Tiananmen Square, they repaved it in three seconds. 1.8 billion people, each holding one brick. They just simply dropped it down. Boom, resurfaced the entire thing. I don't, I don't want to get political, but, but, but uh, <laughs> man, uh, here I am. I am cruising through the Chilean fjords, the most beautiful glaciers and mountains, and it's gorgeous. I'm looking out, out the window. It's beautiful. And I am glued to CNN watching this uh, Egyptian revolution. Right. It was just amazing. I couldn't believe it. And our hearts and uh, minds uh, and prayers go out to our friends, not only in Egypt, who have a very tough road to hoe now, on their way to democracy, but especially to our friends in Libya. And I know we have listeners in Libya who well, are going through very tough times. They shut down the internet. They shut down cell phones. It's just horrible what's going on there. It's a, it, is a, it is a testament to the media. You know, and specifically... The power of Facebook. Well, and the power of Al Jazeera. I mean, the funny thing is, is that the... the, the, the well, that's uh, true, because it, you, you it's get really the word out. You've got to get the word out. It's that's people right. real... It's, it's what's happening is, is a lot of people who have been tired of this are smelling blood. You know, they, like, they, they're like, we yeah. could do this. You know, and, and, they're yes. getting, and they're getting that because... Al Jazeera. Uh, of Al Jazeera. And so the station that we bombed in 1991, you know, it, is, know. it turned out to be the, the number one factor of, you know, pushing, you know, democracy forward is because they keep on covering it. It's making these... Uh, these uh, governments crazy are so our uh, our prayers and best wishes to our friends in new zealand who've had a terrible earthquake uh and people were asking about lisa tickled pink our friend from new zealand she is in a different part of new zealand she's fine she's in wellington right yep yep uh all right back to apple news uh boy there's a lot to talk about you guys uh was it busy over the last three weeks? While it I was has gone? been. It's really, boy, Apple's been just busy, busy, busy. The latest rumor for Apple Insider is that uh, Steve Jobs' birthday, which is Thursday the 24th, Apple will announce new MacBook Pros. Of course, Intel today added the Sandy Bridge mobile parts to its price list, which would kind of indicate that's going to happen. In fact, uh, Lenovo's already announced a thin ThinkPad based on the mobile Sandy Bridge parts. Um, does that seem credible? Andy, you think that there'll be a MacBook Pro in uh, on Thursday? I think so. Uh, well, I, I don't know if necessarily Thursday or next week. Uh, the the thing that I've been sort of pondering is that by all uh, by by uh, all the, but some of the strongest supposition is that this is going to be one of the most significant updates we've had in a couple of years, where it might very well might include at least two really big game changing technologies. Oh, really? Light peak. Well, <clears throat> light peak maybe. Maybe maybe a hybrid uh, a hybrid uh, boot drive. So that essentially the OS stays, the OS will live at least partly on DRAM, and so uh, what the and so the idea is that it will give you that sort of instant wake uh, that you get on the iPad right now. And if both and of those things, the MacBook improve, Air, uh, right, and uh, and also on the on the MacBook Air. Uh, also, if there's enough, if the uh, these new versions of the uh, of the Sandy Bridge processors can make the sort of changes that Intel is promising, that also has sort of a, a knock-on effect. On now saying that well, what if we get rid of the uh, the graphics coprocessor now? What if we get rid of this coprocessor chip? That now opens up new possibilities for the lowest end uh, in the MacBook line. So that's why there have been so many rumors flying around this morning uh, about on about iPad 2 announcements, about uh, new MacBook announcements. Some of them have have hinted around at a special uh, training day coming on Sunday and a possible Apple event next week. 
And, and unfortunately, that doesn't really betray anything yet, because if these changes to the MacBook are as big as some people are speculating, I tend to agree with a lot of that speculation, this would be the sort of thing that would merit its own special event and would require special training for, for retailers to make sure they understand exactly how to explain these new features. It's well, this, really uh, exciting. This piggybacks on then uh, the All Things D announcement. Kara Swisher writing for All Things D saying March 2nd, her sources tell her for an iPad 2 announcement. So you think it'll all happen on March 2nd, Andy? I really don't know. This is the sort of thing where I have to have the... I think I have to have... He has to have Skype. <laughs> and I turn to Alex Lindsay for a comment. <laughs> well, I think that I'm, I'm really interested to see if they, if they incorporate the data pipe into the power, you know, where we could end up with a computer with theoretically one connection. What do you think Andy's you know, saying the, the, the right there? Okay. say that anything could be... Uh, I'm excited. So let's break down the three different technologies that Andy uh, mentioned, uh, starting with Sandy Bridge Mobile. Sandy Bridge is a new Intel chipset uh, part, rather, we saw based on the core, uh, the i5 and the i7, I guess i3 too, uh, at CES. This is a mobile version of it. It incorporates the GPU, the graphics processing, into the CPU, uh, supposedly has a pretty good graphics processing unit. And because it's a mobile mobile part, it's, low, it's lower power. thirty five was it thirty five nanometers I think so it'd be very low power. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if it if that uh you know that that moves through of course light you know we we got to have something some better connectivity into these computers. I don't know I don't think I wouldn't be compelled to buy another one if I don't see some serious upgrades. I mean, well, I'm very just happy. USB three I'd be happy. Uh, you, you know, you know what I mean that's oh. the problem. I loved my MacBook Air, which is very recent. I have an i7 15-inch uh, MacBook Pro, which is about a year old. I, I'm almost nervous to see what they're going to release because if it is Light Peak, and uh, and uh, so let's talk about Light Peak. Light Peak is 10 gigabits that's per almost, second. That's almost as fast as I need it. 10 <laughs> gigabits. Uh, this is an Intel uh, 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 Apple joint product, I th think. Uh, Intel has been pushing back the launch. I don't think we've seen a Light Peak uh, hardware. Nothing's been yet. released yet. Um, which would be, which would tell us that Apple may do it. I mean, that's the kind of thing that Apple would want to get out in front of. They were going to be fiber optic. Intel's David Perlmutter. I'm reading from an article in the Electronista. David Perlmutter says they're going to do it, but with copper, not fiber, because uh, they can. They couldn't. I guess they were having difficulty getting the fiber to work. So this is twice as fast as USB three. Twice as fast. Um, you know, I have to say, I really felt the pain of only having USB on the MacBook Air when I was traveling. Not because I was going to store photos on the Air, but I wanted to import. Yeah, you know, our biggest, them. our biggest issue is really just interface devices. There's, a, there, you know, there's a couple companies that have taken, you know, have just incredible interface devices um, that are going to USB three only. And I think they bet that Apple was going to do this a little bit faster than they did. And now, you know, we're looking at them just like, oh, I could just plug my. These well, wouldn't my this computer. be typical Apple not to do USB three at all? No, no, it would be. And that's, but I, what, what I think would make sense is a, is a light, you know, the light peak type things set up so that it'll interface with USB 3.0. So you'd have a little connector on the other end. You know, so, it sounds like you're going to be able to pipe your everything, you know, everything, whether it's a monitor. That's the idea. No more USB, no more firewire. It all goes to light. Again, I think, I think what you end up with is you end up with no connectors other than... One port. You have, one, you have like the power port, you pop it in, and it, and it interconnects to everything else. Yeah, I mean that that would be oddly enough that's that'd be one of the big be the big wins I think from Apple's perspective, not just uh, having this really new unified high speed connector, but the fact that now we can design things that only have one connector on them, and that uh, you know that we don't have to cut all those holes in it or make it any thicker than it needs to be. But if it, it would never be. Uh, 
uh, all-in sort of proposition like that. It would be a new connector in addition to all the USB connectors. Initially. So they, I, Initially. I, 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 yeah, I, I know. Yeah, exactly. They, they would be smart enough to at least give us a transition period. You don't think a if dongle? It, if, no, oh God! If there were a dongle that I had to carry everywhere I go, just a just a hookup, a printer or a scanner or something like that. No, 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 no. But, wait, no. but if, I, if you have AirPrint, you have, you know, if you're able to print, you know, if if you're able to do a lot of the stuff networked, um, I don't connect. I mean, I, I do connect a fair bit of stuff when I'm transferring files. But. Alex, you got to stop using yourself as an example for anything. <laughs> to be honest, in fact, all three of us probably shouldn't, you know, measure how things get done by how we do them. Oh. Except me, because I'm normal. <laughs> yeah. By no. the way, this this is this is this is me putting my iPhone uh, on what a tripod. Oh, FaceTime. In case, in case we have to do the, do the rest of this by FaceTime. I'm prepared. But I, but I look I'm at. Ready. I think my wife is closer to normal. <laughs> we got the backup. Thank God. See, thank God the microphone cut out. Like because <laughs> I, I can see. I can. I, I mean, just, there, there, there's there's squirrels out there right now whose faces are like, oh my word, such language. You know, I think that I think actually the uh, it, you just had to scare it. You had to scare Skype with it. So now that now that that phone's up, his connection is going to be great. You just had exactly. to. The Skype lady's hiding underneath her desk right now. She's yeah. terrified. She doesn't want anything to do with Andy. Um, but I'm better now. I'm over it. I'm happy. 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 So, so, and then I love this idea of having an SSD plus a bigger uh, drive for storage. That's what a hybrid drive essentially does. It gives you a, a boot part that's flash and then a, a big spinning part that's for uh, capacity. Best of both worlds. So now we're talking about a laptop because a Sandy Bridge that has fast graphics but maybe a 10-hour battery life, has light peaks, so it's very thin. 3G? No, no, no. Don't 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 mess with Dick. No, no, no. I think Apple's learned its phone company lesson at this point, don't you? Oh man, I just I just find that that's that's like that's like this really uh, like my iPad. Now I know I know I'm not supposed to be this. Ten example. second boot time. Ten sec. I just want to finish this thought. Ten second boot time. I mean, this is it. This is the killer. This is this is. You're you're exactly right, Andy. Otherwise, there's no pressure to upgrade because we've got fast. I've got an i7. There's lots of memory. There's lots of hard drive. This, you know, there's no pressure to upgrade. Apple has to do something if they're going to get people to buy a new MacBook Pro that makes people go, people like you, Alex, and you, Andy, and me, go, because <gasps> we're the only ones left buying them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because uh, everyone's, no, I was, I'm saying, because everyone's buying the Airs. I mean, the thing is, is that everybody had the Air on this cruise. Yeah. It was Air or iPad. There were very few 15s or 17s. Okay, but that's, okay, but that's, that's, a, that's a disproportionate sample. You're talking about people who are going to South America for a cruise to, Ar to, to Argentina. <laughs> okay, me, you're right. To Antarctica. They're a little, Maybe they're not going to bring wealthy. the 17-inch MacBook. That, By that the way, time. never made it to Antarctica. Uh, the weather was bad. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> you know, if I'd really thought about it. So I asked the, uh, the excursions director, Martin. I said, Martin, how many times uh, has this excursion made it to Antarctica? And he kind of fumfered around and finally said, none. Zero. So they put it on the... They put it on and they... $3,300. And they think about it. And you get to the... Okay, so I'm all dressed up in a snowsuit. I mean, I was prepared for freezing weather, right? Argentina's 80 degrees and muggy. So I had, to, I had basically a, a, a trunk full of garb that would cover any possibility i've got ski pants on hiking boots i got you know waterproof gore-tex all over me i've got silk long underwear if you forgive the image and i'm really i am loaded for bear we get to the auditorium there's 40 of us including waz including uh you know many mac maniacs because these are the kind of people want to go to antarctica we get there they say hmm. we go to the airport they bring out an actor 
Because we never saw this guy again. And the guide says, this is the best pilot in all of Chile. <laughs> if this man says we can go, we can go. But if he says we cannot, we cannot. And the guy has a sheaf of papers this thick. And, he's, and he really looks the part. I think he must be a highly paid actor. And he looks and he, he's got the, it's totally an act. He's got the thing. Somebody in the, somebody in the crew had said, I saw the, the eight stamp on this. It was like 3 a.m. This guy knows what's going to. He's looking at the papers. Mm, oh, mm. I am sorry to report. We will not be going to Antarctica today. So every, and I got a picture. I put it on the Twitter of, uh, of Waz yeah. in the front. Everybody's like, mm. we're very sad. And we're a little hot. <laughs> mm. So they, so here's their, here's their, and they, it says in the fine print, and if you can't get to Antarctica, which we've never done, we'll send you to Torres del Pines. So, which is a beautiful national park and you can only get to by fly, by plane. So we had the plane. We were stuck with the plane because you can't cancel a plane at the last minute. You know, the pilots there. Just point, they, just, just they, file a new uh, report. They've, they've paid for the actor pilot. They can't, you know. So the actor pilot now has said his lines. He leaves. We never see him again. Because he's not a pilot. I am the best bush pilot in all of Chile. So he leaves. He's done his job. It's probably the same papers every time. And then... Uh, we get on the plane. They fly us to Torres del Paine and drive us around on a bus for nine hours <laughs> in our snowsuits. You know, the only one who's comfortable, you know who's comfortable? Was. You know why? He's wearing a T-shirt and shorts to go to Antarctica. <laughs> I think evidently he had talked to somebody and they'd said, you know, they actually don't ever go to Antarctica. No, no, Waz says, I run hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, fine. Waz says, no, that was great. I loved it. And Janet, his wife, is on the bus. We're all like, and it's we're jamming this bus, and we can't move. It's like you know Cartman in our snowsuits. <laughs> anyway, I'm, but not that I'm bitter. <laughs> so so okay. So I'm bitter about Skype. Leo's bitter about the Antarctic expedition. Alex, what are, what are you, you bitter, bitter about, about Alex? <laughs> You know, I, I actually often show the shows here. I, I am very bitter. I'm a bitter man. Today, I just can't think of anything that I'm particularly bitter about. I'm, we'll find I have a, I'll find I something. have an excursion to Antarctica you might enjoy in that case. <laughs> there we go. We can fix that. You know, I almost went because I was like, I they really gave want to, us, go to Antarctica. I should say, they gave us a refund because we didn't go to Antarctica. So the, the, the plane ride and nine-hour bus trip only cost $1,000. I wrote on the, on the, you know, they give you a comment form. I wrote on, I would have paid $1,000 not to ride around in a bus in a snowsuit for nine hours. Thank you. But I have good pictures. Waz, uh, Waz who's in his shorts. We get out. It's beautiful. I mean, there's this, these, these, these towers that are the, the namesake of the, of the national park. And, and we're standing there, and it's, it's beautiful. I've got shots. I'll post them. And Waz whips out his $2 bill pad <laughs> and is showing people. <laughs> he handed out business cards. He's great. He is such a, a sweet guy. He cheered everybody up. He really did. Really sweet. All right. I, I, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, I apparently, uh, while I was gone, Verizon uh, announced an iPhone. I'm just curious how that went. How did that go? I so, forgot, I forgot you, you, you've been gone for a long time. I was stunned. I almost <laughs> fell overboard. I went, what? You, we, we, had to chisel, we had to chisel Leo out of the ice, and what? he suddenly realized that there was a lot of things that happened in the thousand years that he was... <laughs> it's felt like a thousand years. Let me tell you, three weeks in a Pisco Sour coma. It could be a million years. You, you wake up, and it's like, I'm a caveman. I don't know. Did anything happen while I was away? Before we continue, though, I do want to say hi to our good friends, and I, I, I love these guys, and I, and I, and I could tell you, I, if I could have gotten internet on the boat, I would have used GoToMeeting, but internet on the boat mm, is kind of slow, <laughs> kind of slow, 24 cents a minute, slow. 
but this is a great solution for anywhere where you can get online. It's called GoToMeeting. They have a Mac as well as a PC version. In fact, one of the great things about GoToMeeting is completely cross-platform. So uh, when you're holding a meeting, and by the way, this is the way to have that next conference call, doesn't matter, Mac or PC, you can launch a meeting with either. You can attend a meeting with either, completely cross-platform. I know Alex uses them. It, it really we, takes a conference call and keeps people on track, keeps people focused, gives them something to look at. It is so much better. I mean, the thing is, is this we, we talk about this over and over again when we talk about this, but the, the, it is, you know, we're, we're a global company. We have typically 30 to 40 contractors spread all over the world, like really all over the world. And the only way to get together and to talk about issues that we have or go to meeting. I mean, that's it's just how you it, do it. It really works. For sales presentations, product demos, training sessions, collaboration, because all of you can work on the same document, weekly update calls, any kind of conference call. Don't just keep people on the phone. You know they're going to be checking their email, playing. Uh, I, I got a new game, by the way. Uh-oh. <laughs> we rule basically died while I was gone. Not Oh, because you weren't. Because I wasn't attending to it. I, thought, I, I came they, back and there's all these sad faces. We're, oh my, we're oh starving my. you. So I said, oh, the hell with you. And I killed it. Uh, and I started a new game. But I'll <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a harsh taskmaster. I would be, I would be a, 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 a... You're, you're an Old Testament sort of guy. I'm an Old Testament God. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Enough of this peace, love, take care of each other. <laughs> no. like, hey, Kill your first where's my gold? You will regret that you didn't. What if God got back? Kind of God went on a vacation, and he got back three weeks later, and there's war and famine and pestilence, yeah. and he said, oh, screw you. I'm going to a different planet. See, I thought that was the Dark Ages. Maybe that was. It was God's vacation. God, God. Oh, and I'm leaving for a while. I, mean, I don't mean to be irreverent here, but that's kind of I, what I, happened. I, I let I fear, my people I, I down. I fear him pushing out an OS update that wipes out all my saved states. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I had four children. I had a house. Oh, damn. Feel my wrath, Inotco. I don't even have a high school diploma anymore. Oh, I got to start all over. Oh, this sucks. There is no safe state in life. Go to meeting.com slash MacBreak if you want to try this free for 30 days. Go to meeting.com slash MacBreak. Our friends from Citrix put it together. We'll see them at South by Southwest. We're going to have a lot of fun with them. So this iPhone, uh, Verizon iPhone. First of all, I see uh, Bob Levitis, Dr. Max review in the Houston Chronicle. He said uh, drops calls at the same rate. As the AT&T version. Is that what we're finding? I haven't found anything, I have to admit. I don't have one yet. So I haven't done any. Andy, have you reviewed it? Yeah, I reviewed it last week. And I think that we're going to have to wait a good solid two or three weeks before we get any sort of hard data on it, on, on the actual network performance. And even then, it's really going to be irrelevant because it's only relevant to people who are using the phone in the exact same places where I tested it or the other reviewer tested it. Uh, the only things that we know for, that I could tell for sure that I'm willing to stand by is that uh, I went to about three different metro New England areas. Uh, every All three places, the AT&T network was faster. In terms of uploads, it was just incredibly faster. Uh, there were fewer, there were, I didn't find any dead zones uh, between AT&T and Verizon. I did find more places where Verizon signal was stronger than AT&T. But honestly, just if I were uh, looking at these two things as a consumer, it would really be a push. It would still come down to, let me take these two phones to my house. Let me take these two phones to my office. Whichever one gets better signal in those two specific places would be the, the one to go on. We've yet to see any really good evidence that the Verizon, network, the, the Verizon will be authoritatively a better phone to get than the AT&T one. I hear we did live... Uh Sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. It's okay. Ghost of you. <laughs> Whoa! I suddenly was, I, it was sort of like 10 minutes ago when you had the wide <laughs> shut off. 
<laughs> uh, sorry, I'm still getting yeah, used Skype. to the switcher. It's been a long time. Uh, uh, I did note, I did notice that we did live coverage of the launch. Uh, how did how, I hear there, there wasn't really, uh, there were no lines. Uh, yeah, no, there was. There, there was, this was nothing. It, it was like, okay, and then we bought the phone. <laughs> Well, I think part of it is, you know, they, they did this kind of tiered online purchase, which I, and then they said, okay, well, we sold those out. And then they, we don't know how many there were. There could have been a hundred, you know, but they, uh, they did that on February 3rd and then they did another, then they did on February 10th. You know, it was like, it was kind of broken up. Yeah. So, and then I saw, uh, uh, Marco, I think it was Marco Ahmed, uh, who wrote, uh, Instapaper and, uh, he put an interesting blog post from Marco. Yeah. Um, because he said Instapaper sales are very consistent. You know, it's, it's consistently in the top 10 of productivity apps on, on iOS, both iPad and iPhone. And he said, we get some spikes. We get spikes when a new product comes out. We got a spike on Christmas Day. Our biggest spike was Christmas Day. Figures, a lot of new phones, a lot of activations, probably a lot of new iPads. Um, and then he showed the graph of uh, I, I, Verizon iPhone release day. Nothing. Well, I don't and think so. His well, his thesis was, and I thought this, I'd like to know what you guys think. His thesis was, it's not that they didn't sell a bunch; it's that the people who bought them already had iPhones. It wasn't new iPhone people; it was people who already had the app if they wanted the app. And 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 I think his his, his point is kind of uh, valid, which is that the people on Verizon who don't have iPhones are the kind of people who aren't going to, or waiting till their two years are up. They're not the kind of people who go out and get phones. There's a very small number of people who were not buying an iPhone because they couldn't go to AT&T. It was mostly that, uh, you know, if you really want an iPhone, they changed. But mostly it's people who just were waiting every two years. And so they're going to wait. Well, and I think that the, the issue is, is that then, and what this has been a secret to Apple's, part of the secret to Apple's success is that, you know, uh, Mac users are crazy. You know, like, you know, like iPhone users and, and Mac users where they, you know, the, the idea I was talking to somebody uh, last night about the fact that I was going to like when the new iPad comes out, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and he was like, and what are you going to do with the iPad that looks brand new? And I was like, oh, my wife will take that one and I'll, you know, get another one. But the, th that's a very common thing, I think, for, you know, iPhone users. It's the type of person who jumped on the iPhone. But I don't think I think the other issue is I don't think it's that compelling. I, I didn't feel any temptation. You know, to do it. Well, it, it, well this the, is not the, the time to buy. The well, the, the presumption was that. Oh, Andy's dropped again. Let me call him back. The presumption was that there were a, there was huge pent up demand from uh, those Verizon folks who wanted an iPhone but were unwilling to go to AT and T. And I, I think we just didn't see that demand well, but materialize. Or maybe, and this is what Marco also said, their geek friends said, "Wait, there's going to be an iPhone five. Right, just wait." Well, that's my my thought was is that uh, why would I get one right now? I mean, if, if I well, have an iPhone five attention, will will realize right. that. But I, you know, and those would be the people who would jump the right on. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Oh, Please so leave a message after the beep. I guess the Skype lady came out from under her desk. <laughs> she says, I will return him after I've tortured him. <laughs> so let me try FaceTime. Josh Johnson uh, is in the studio. He's the Instagram. Yes, that Josh Johnson, the Instagram man. Not He didn't start Instagram. He's just made it his, his basically his personal uh, training facility for photography. He's a wedding photographer. He's traveling around the country. Uh, uh, 10 uh, stops by a train. I love that. It's his whistle stop tour, uh, doing Instagram photo shoots, things like that, photo walks. And he's, so you've got a Verizon iPhone. They can't hear you, so I'm going to translate as you're talking. You want me to no, that's all right. Well, yeah, come, yeah, Josh, just stand over. Uh, you just have to lean over Alex's shoulder. And... That's good. <laughs> 
So uh, tell me what your experience is. So this is the Verizon iPhone you're holding. I have both, the AT&T and ah, the Verizon. Well, now, this is the best test of all. And I wish that I was all the time on Verizon. It's that much better. <laughs> it's that much better. I, I would have Edge one bar real slow, and then Verizon would have 3G uh, five, five bars very often. Very Interesting. Often. From um, Atlanta, New Orleans, Chicago, L.A., and then up. <laughs> but as we've learned, bars aren't necessarily meaningful. Did you make calls? Were they? Did you drop calls? Did the calls work? That's I the kind of thing calls. we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> see, well, they're good. Another like you're like Alex. No, the uh, internet connectivity much quicker, much more reliable on the Verizon. Even though I would have 3G, it would be uh, slower. Uh, right. So. All right. Well, good. Yeah, I, I there, would, there's a, a, a pretty good. Uh, uh, testimony to the the value of the Verizon. Well, and I think I think it, it, it may be very valuable. I think that the the issue is is that uh, you know a lot of us are in in contracts. Uh, the other people know that if we uh, buy one now, most likely it'll be outdated in five months. And then we also don't know if everyone bought in. The, the fear is is that uh, then Verizon will have the same problems that AT and T has. So right. so there's a whole lot of things that I think a lot of people are just kind of hanging out. I think that the um, it might be a lot of iPhone users bouncing over, but I, I think that also there's probably not a lot of sales. I mean, not not in the kind of numbers that we've seen in the past with iPhone launches. There's nothing new about this iPhone. Can I tell you what a pain in the ass it is to set up FaceTime? Have I mentioned that? <laughs> I'm trying to get Andy back. I'm, I'm going to take him at his word that he wanted to use FaceTime. Let's see. Hey, Andy, I'm Leo at, well, you know my email address. <laughs> use that. Uh, I wonder what Andy's address is. Okay. I don't know what to do. He's not there. Well, you know, we got the Skype lady. She's got him. Skype lady she's, has she's, got him she's, right he's, where she's <laughs> duct taped him into his chair and is right now trying to feed him Pepsi. Hey, there's Mr. Knox. Did you want to FaceTime, uh, my friend? Uh, if you want. I'm, I'm starting to lose faith in Skype at this point. Um, Let's see. I just don't. I'm, 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 it turns out I'm one version behind on the updates. Maybe that's why. I, I did do a complete restart. I, I, just, I shut down the whole machine and I restarted. I think that's going to be good enough. You know, the, that's, okay. that's the uh, you know, chicken dancing and with the voodoo thing that usually works pretty well. Okay. But, but before I get out of this chair again, I'll, I'll install the update. It's, it's, not, it's only one behind, but who knows? <laughs> happy, 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 happy. <laughs> you're doing good. You're holding, you're holding up there. You haven't, you haven't thrown anything yet, at least as far as we know. You haven't complimented me on my new tactical jumpsuit. Oh, let me see. Oh, you got the jumpsuit. Exactly. It's my, my, tat, my new 511 five internet tactical jumpsuit. It's got pockets everywhere. Stand up. Let's see it. Do a little uh, turn on the oh, runway. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't have enough. I am too to sexy for runway, my hat. I can. Too sexy for my jumpsuit. Yeah. Too sexy. Yeah. So I got like pockets here. Okay. Got pockets here. Got gun mag pocket here. Gun mag pocket here. Does it say uh, FBI on the back or anything like that? Uh, no, because uh, my operations are so covert uh, and so hush hush that they don't, they don't even want to know what three letter agency I'm, I'm built with. Uh, <laughs> I, got, I, I, got a, I got a question for you, Andy. What kind of guns do you put in your gun pockets? <laughs> <laughs> I got a well, baby Alex, Ruth in the left one and a, uh, yeah. a payday in the right one. Well, Alex, I'll tell you, it depends on the contract, it depends on the nature of the business. <laughs> now, some I really want to have distance, I want cover. But the other times you really want to send the message with every single bullet that you send, and that's when I go for the old TL441. Now, it has uh, the mag clip only holds six in the clip, one in the round. Can but, I just uh, say the last time we had a gun discussion, 
because of that book about the uh, M16 or no, no, about the Kalishnikov that you did. We got we got email from people who were like, well, as you as you might know, <laughs> the Kalishnikov that you, <laughs> it was like the M16 was never intended for. Anyway, I let's not let's not let's not go there. Uh, I'd love your jumpsuit. You you thank you. Very it doesn't much. look anything like the kind of jumpsuits that little old men wear. Exactly, it's not the cruise wear that like Mr. Costanza would have. No, baby, put ba on. in baby blue it might, but but in black it says to me tax squad. <laughs> I might I might see if, if if I get like a twit patch, <laughs> this would be like my, my official <laughs> twit commando yeah, jumpsuit. The official like, keep it exactly. <laughs> you are twit force alpha. Stand back. When Commander Andy leading the Twit Commandos. <laughs> Send away $4 plus three box tops for your Twit Commandos secret decoder ring. I'll never understand why they discontinued the tactical jumpsuit. That's what gets me. Well, it was just, I think this one store was just overstocked. That's why, oh, that's why they, they It was just overstocked. Or, or it's just like with Apple. It's like the fact that they're trying to get rid of all the old stock means there must be new. The 2011s are about to come out. We've got your patch, by the way, right here. We just, we'll, just, we'll send it right <laughs> out. It's an iron-on, no sewing necessary. And, uh, I'll, 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 I, I, I know people who can sew. I'll, I'll, put, <laughs> I'll put that like right in the crest there. U.S. flag over here. <laughs> Babylon 5 crew insignia over here. This piece is really going to come together. <laughs> <laughs> How long before he's invited to RaffleCon? That's the question. <laughs> I was there at RaffleCon 1, but I was, I was not alerted to the presence of RaffleCon 2, however. <laughs> you will know, just be tactical jumpsuit man. <laughs> Let's take a break. There's a lot more to talk about, including a very controversial move by Apple to uh, co-opt 30% from all subscription payments. This, this one ruffled a few feathers. We'll talk about it in just a second. Before we do, though, I'd like to mention my friends at Carbonite, the backup solution that's done just right. If God's about to take your saved games away, Carbonite will back them up. Actually, I don't know if Carbonite, it works for acts of God, but, you know, fire, flood, earthquake. But if God actually reaches into your computer and takes away your saved data, I think you're, I think you're probably out of luck because he, he probably you know, has means and ways. Carbonite is a great backup solution. <laughs> we have a coupon code. Let me just, uh, that would be a typo in the lower third there. Let's just add an I end. like to use a lot of coupon codes myself. <laughs> add an end to that coupon code. I, I think coupon is actually a much better word. It is. Well, you think it makes me feel like I'm getting more than coupon. Yeah. Uh, Carbonite is a backup solution that is uh, that uses the cloud. It's automatic, uh, which is, I think, really important backup. PC or Mac, by the way. Um, it backs up all the data on your internal drive. For one flat rate. So you don't have to worry if you've got a 500 gigabyte or a two terabyte drive. It doesn't matter. It will back it all up. Now, it does use your internet connection, so you probably don't want to back up two terabytes worth of data. Unless you're at Starbucks. <laughs> use their bandwidth. <laughs> use their bandwidth, uh, given the caps that uh, various people have. But it's great. But, you know, I don't use it that way. I back up the my critical data, and that's what I back up. And that's what I would recommend Carbonite for. It's safe. Your files are encrypted. Using SSL, even if you're at a Starbucks, it's safe. Uh, you can further encrypt it using Triple Desk or Blowfish so that uh, so that nobody can see the data except you. It's easy to use for a novice or a full-fledged geek like somebody in this room. It's automatic, so you don't have to remember to back up any solution. I can tell you right now that you have to remember anything is not going to work. Because what if you're in a Pisco Sour Coma? Then what? 
And it, and the best part is it's, it really is kind of remote access for your files because the stuff's in the cloud. You can access it anytime. You don't have to wait for a disaster from any computer using you just log on to your Carbonite account or on your iPhone or BlackBerry. They've got free apps. So your data is going with you at all times. Carbonite, it's like, uh, you know, it's cloud. It's backup, but it's also cloud access to your data. Carbonite.com. Try it free for two weeks. Use the offer code MACBREAK. If you decide to buy, use the offer code MACBREAK. And you'll get two extra months, just $55 a year for unlimited backup for you for 14 months. Carbonite.com. Use the offer code MACBREAK. We love it, and I know you'll love it too. i got a lot of questions about it. Now that Mosey has decided that they can't do flat rate pricing, uh, a lot of people are turning to Carbonite. And I think a very, very good choice. All right. So can you summarize what happened with this subscription thing, Alex Lindsay? Apple... Announced so, a lot of people have wanted a subscription, so they they've been in, talking in, about it. This is an in-app subscription. In-app subscription. So, so right there, now, I get the New Yorker application, and I can buy an issue. Mm -hmm. But what I'd like to do is tie it to my New Yorker subscription, which you which you will be able to do. So that that's not that that's not a, it's for publishers. This is yeah. So this is a this is a subscription, and so you can you will be able to. And now there have been subscriptions already. I mean, we're getting you know we're not subscriptions, but services like the Kindle. Like, I can buy stuff on Amazon, and I can use it on my iPad. I can subscribe to magazines. I can do, you know, th these are all... Yeah, now Kindle I can does it. Yeah. And so, they charge 30% just like Apple's proposing, right? Well, I don't, I'm not sure what they're charging for. Actually, what, Amazon may I, not do that. I don't know what Amazon's well, but, is on subscriptions. But, but they're, they're reselling that. But the, right. the, so the, the, um, the, the issue is uh, of what, what, has, what Apple started. Apple was very lax about this, and now they're tightening it all up with the subscription plan, which is Apple saying, here's the deal. If you bring your own subscribers, you keep all the money. So if, you, if, you're, if they're buying it from Amazon.com, if they're buying it from uh, New Yorker.com, you know, or New York Times.com, that money belongs to you and they can still use the app. But you have to provide the same access to that subscription inside of the apps, inside of the app or the app store. So that, so if they, and it has to be the same price or better, so basically the same price. That's the, that's the sticking point. Is well, it, it wouldn't work otherwise. So the thing is, is that, you why, know. Why wouldn't it work? Well, if they were what charging you 30%. What if it cost more in the Apple store? Well, then no one would do it. And, and that's the, the, I mean, the, the, the reality, here's the, here's the app. I mean, I, I guess think you're right. Nobody would do it. No one would do it. And, and here's the, here's Apple's argument is, you know, you walk into Borders Bookstore. Well, you used to walk into Borders Bookstore, right? But, um. You walk into a bookstore, sorry. In case you missed it, they declared bankruptcy. Yeah, and so that, we won't, you won't be able to do it for much longer, but do yeah. it right now because it's cheap. Um, but if you go in there and you buy a magazine yeah. at Borders Bookstore, at yeah. the store, storefront that they built for you, yeah. you get, they, they're going to take 20%, 30%, maybe 50% sure. of that. Usually of that, it's 50%. When you uh, write a book, I know uh, as a book author that the bookstore takes half, right, Andy? Takes half of the money. Uh, yeah, because yeah, my royalty is based on the 50% that the publisher gets. Right. So, right. so Apple saying, basically, we're providing that storefront. We are providing this you know, access to our customers, and we want our 30%. Okay. You know, and, and basically, like, and, and, you know, the, um, uh, and so the issue is, I mean, the publishers are kind of, you know, some of the publishers are, are, are a little upset, but that's not really the big issue. The publishers, the big issue for the most part, the publishers like, like They this. understand the model. They've seen this model right. before. And, they've and, seen they, and they're picture. happy they could finally do this. Exactly. It's the Do, Now, there was one sticking point, which is the publishers weren't going to get subscriber information. Has that been changed, or is no. that still the case? I don't, I don't believe they're going to get subscriber information, but that's, the, but that's also, that would be Apple's argument 
for that is that when you when someone buys a book at book borders bookstore you, you don't get, get that, that information, information either, either. you know right. we don't have to give All it right. to you so okay. Okay. so the um that's fair you know so the, so the issue is the, the people that are really upset are people who provide subscription services so last fm um you know people who are doing what they call SaaS software as a service yeah so that so what they're concerned about is that you're able to um, you know that that they are taking thirty <laughs> percent. You know, that, like that's their thirty well, percent. I'll give they... you an example uh, from the blog of a uh, little program, great little program on the Mac called Tiny Grab, and they're very concerned because um, they offer it's like Dropbox. Uh, they offer a screen capture and sharing service. Dropbox would be affected as well because Dropbox's whole model requires that you subscribe outside. And then now you have software as a service, which is included on your iPad. And and they're all very concerned that this is going to knock them off the iPad. Now, here's the question, though, is that now I think the big question and what I think uh, as, as someone who's I have a membership service. <laughs> and so I'm looking at this very yeah, carefully. This would affect you. Um, well, I don't know if it's going to affect us yet, you know, but the um, it only affects us if we provide membership directly you know, into the application, which is I may not do because of this. So so the. Um, uh, but the point is, is that is Apple going to bring you that many more customers, you know, that, that it makes sense for you to, you know, to pay that 30%. Now, if you're, if that, if, if you can't change the way that you're paying the people that you have to pay and that 30% is your only margin, then you're in, you're in trouble. But if you're able to tell them, well, we'll, we're going to take our 30% after Apple takes its 30%, then it's just, everyone gets a little less money except for Apple. Readability also uh, was a little upset because th uh, they actually got blocked, right? Right. When Sony got blocked. And so Sony, Sony got blocked. Yeah. And uh, when readability got blocked, uh, the, the information that they got from Apple was that they were violating this subscription deal. They were offering lower cost subscriptions outside of the app. And so and it looks like Apple's going to be pretty stick. They're going to be sticklers about this. This is, the, you know, they're really going to be, you know, they, as far as they're concerned, we, we built this. Uh, but readability say, is, the city you know, I mean, I guess you could say readability is a publisher. But uh, so, so somebody uh, wrote, uh, a Mac Rumors reader wrote Steve Jobs saying, well, uh, Steve, clarification, please. Is this going to uh, prohibit SaaS companies from doing business on the App Store? Interesting that Steve responded. We created this uh, typically succinct. He sent it from his iPhone. Quote, according, if this is to be believed. I always have to say this because who knows who these really come from. We created subscriptions for publishing apps, not SaaS apps. Period. So he says, Tiny Grab, Dropbox, Pandora, Rhapsody, nothing to fear. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're skipping over a really, really big thing here. Uh, you have so many digital publishing services that do not have 30% of profit built into their business model already. They cannot work under these conditions. So essentially what Apple is saying... That's what to, Tiny uh, Grab was saying. Is that we can't do that. We can't afford it. Well, no. Also, Amazon saying it. Also, uh, also uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Rhapsody streaming music uh, service is saying it. Uh, what they're basically saying is that the, the, the upshot of this is that either... Uh, 
uh, Amazon and uh, Rhapsody and these other services can either have lose a huge amount of money on every single sale they do and comply with everything that Apple wants them to, uh, everything, everything Apple wants to do and serve their customers as well as they possibly can, or they have to remove a, an incredibly useful feature that every user will appreciate. So what's going to happen is that we're going to see companies like Rhapsody just simply remove itself from the from the iPad and the iOS market, uh, and we're going to see uh, apps like the Kindle Reader suddenly become that much more difficult to use because the only way that they can avoid paying thirty cents out of every dollar to Apple for really very little good reason, as far as I can tell, is to just remove every single ability that takes uh, takes the reader from the Kindle app to the Kindle store. Uh, and so there's really going to be a terrible knock-on effect. And what a, what a horrible, horrible time to be doing this because 2011 is going to be the year that we see the first truly credible Android-based tablets. Not just Android. There are three different uh, companies with three different operating systems making some very credible products. They're not as good as the iPad, but if uh, all the, you know, really all the, the biggest gift that Apple could hand them, and I'm not sure if they've done it yet, but they could, the biggest gift that Apple could hand, hand HP uh, and, and uh, RIM with their BlackBerry uh, and Google and uh, Motorola is to say, by the way, you will not be able to get books on our device. You will not be able to get third-party newspapers or magazines because we offered such a horrible deal uh, that Google said, hey, we can pretty much own uh, uh, subscription publishing on our devices by simply giving people a more reasonable deal than Apple's giving them. This could be the first really bad decision Apple has made in 10 years. Or it's the decision that they have to make right now because they don't have a, a dominant position. If you're looking at from a from an antitrust position, um, having these credible iPads come out, having the Android platform doing well, that's the time. If Apple's going to do something like this, this is the time that they have to make these rules because they don't have a. As soon as they have a dominant position, as soon as they, you know, if they are able to do that, um, they but can't. But it is do risky. You'll acknowledge but that it is very risky. They're, they're, they're not dumb. They know how much profit uh, Amazon is making on every single title. How do they think, what, what do they think is going to happen? Do they think that, the oh, well, we'll just make these rules and the money's going to start rolling in, ka-ching, ka-ching for Apple? Or do they think that, or do they have an appreciation that we're really rolling the dice here? We're, I don't. We're really, we're really, they're really backing these companies into a corner where they have to either say, it's, it's, not, it's not just a case of the money. It's also a case of, even if, uh, Amazon and uh, and all these other companies decided that, well, you know what, it's still the dominant platform. It's still a platform with a great future. We feel as though we can modify our apps and find a way to make money and still do business under iOS. But isn't there going to be that one hand in the back of the conference room that says, well, we had a great system for the past year with the iPad, and then Apple suddenly changed everything and ordered us to make all these changes that are really, really making our lives difficult and unprofitable. Why should we continue to invest in Apple technology if we have no assurance that they're going to do? They're not going to do the exact same thing next year? What's going to stop them from saying, we want 50% or saying that we want a $20 spiff every single time a new user comes to your service through an iOS app? Well, well wait, wait a minute. I mean, if, if they do that, then you can jump ship. I mean, that doesn't... I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that this is a year's worth of there, there's so there's so much lead time and so much investment that goes uh, into all these products. And right now, from jump from zero, you have the option of writing this app that will run on anything that you want. And on the one hand, you have these companies that are saying that, excuse me, their track record over the past couple of years has been 
pretty much laissez-faire. Whatever you want to publish, right. we will let you publish it. And there might be terms under which we will let you access uh, uh, added access to our users and add, added uh, access to credit card transactions. But we'll have, but there'll be a discussion about that. Either way, we're not we don't have a reputation for beating up our developers. Apple is steadily getting reputation for being the unpredictable loose cannon. That if if I want to if I'm going to invest one hundred fifty thousand dollars in trying to de develop this brand new business. It'll be profitable this year, but next year there might be a rule change that, may, that means that I'm suddenly on the, the payments trying to find a work at KFC. I think uh, this is this is bad. I, I think that uh, number one is I think Apple will, will will release a music service this year and it will wipe everything else out from from a music service perspective. I think that's what Ping was the beginning of. I think they couldn't get their agreements sorted out, and you know I don't think they care about music services because I think that this subscription service is the beginning of that process. I think that the they for the most so that, that whole segment to them I don't think means anything to Apple from their perspective. I think that they know that publishers in general um, are going to be happy with their terms. They're, they're going to be you know not happy, but they'll. I mean, I don't think the New York Times is I not going to publish. I don't know. I don't know major publishers that are happy. With now, I'm not talking about book publishers. I'm talking about. No, um, I'm, I'm I'm talking about magazine publishers too. Well, I, I, I don't, don't think, know many that are really happy with this. I don't think they're going to be really happy, but they're not going to not publish on the iPad be, because of this. And so, and I also think that they're going to. I think people on Androids are going to. They're going to find that the Android platform is hard to make money. Everybody's having trouble making money on the Android platform, except for the people selling the phones. You know, so the so the thing is, is that the um, you know I think that Apple is you know going down that path, and I think that they're you know it is uh, you know as someone who does publishing, and I haven't done iPad publishing yet, <laughs> but I, I got to tell you, I'm really interested because the thing is, is if I if these guys start all pulling out, it just provides this huge opportunity for lots of new publishers to go into the iPad, and that's what they should worry about because mm -hmm. they open it up, and this is 90 million people with, they have their credit cards, they have, you know, they're looking for content, and I think that they're going to have a hard time, if they go to the Android app, the, the risk that publishers have is that they're going to create a void in a very, very uh, fertile ground um, that is going to give rise to a whole bunch of new publishers, which I think would be awesome. You know that that aren't trying to they're not trying to support an old publishing system. They are they are simply building like what Murdoch's doing, like what Branson's doing, where it's only built for the iPad. It is not something that's new, and I think that that's that's going to be you know I think Apple's more interested in that in general. Um, I, I think that I think again I think if Apple's going to pick these fights, they have to do it now because they cannot do it later. They cannot. You know, and um, and I, you know, I think it is. I think it's a big, big risk. I've been thinking about. Oh, obviously, I've been thinking about it a lot. But I think that well, you're this. You of all of us have. Uh, I mean, the, I, I, the most I, to lose here. We're, we're we're a developer. We have subscription services. We have you know, like we you're do all these this. things. Yeah. And so and so as we you know as we look at it, you know, I as a developer and as a publisher that does subscription services, I see you know I see it as an opportunity. Um, the, the thing is, is when you look at, there are so many people who have developed like small companies that have made an enormous amount of money. Now, not all of them are making money, um, but, uh, you know, in the, I, in, in the iOS environment. Well, that's what's compelling. I mean, that's why Apple can get away with this stuff is because uh, if you can work within, this is the big if, if you can work within the system, the opportunity is great. But there are going to be people like Readability, like Tiny Grab, maybe like Instapaper, who are in the you know the cliff effect's going to hit them. They can't quite make it in but the system, so we're losing. We're going to lose right. them from the ecosystem, but I, I, and that's bad for us as users. Well, and I think that, but I, I strongly believe um, that Apple is what I call a ninety ninety company. It's ninety. What will ninety percent of the people want ninety percent of the time? It's eighty twenty. <laughs> that's <laughs> it the, could be. It's that ten percent that makes a big difference. But but I think that it's. But I think that that is the. Uh, I think that 
Apple, that's what Apple concerns itself with. I think it concerns these things as fringe issues. Um, and it's going, what it's going to worry about is the core experience for everybody. And I, and I have to say that as a user, again, I'm, I know I'm not allowed to use me as an example, but I, but I will say that from, from my perspective, um, I have become, I just don't want to think about this stuff anymore. I don't want to go to every website and subscribe. I don't want to, you know, half the reason, you know, like I buy everything from Amazon and Apple because I, because they already have all my credit card information and I can click on it. Well, all right. That's why, that's why Amazon uh, and the, no, but, I mean, and that's why Apple, but, I mean, but the thing is, is that I don't want a point of access. I don't want to deal with that anymore. You know, like I, you know, I go and find stuff on the web and then I go back to Amazon to make sure that they don't have it on prime, you know, you know, and, or, or that I can order it on there because I don't want to deal with, I can just hit click, click, click one, one click and I'm done. Um, and I think that there's not, I'm not alone in that area. And so when it comes to the Mac app store, when it comes to the iOS stuff, the, the problem is I think that, that most people are going to run into is this ease of use is heroin, you know, you know, no, the, you know, and not, it's, they're, but they're no heroin is access to content. Mm. Now iBooks is a much easier app to transact through than the Amazon, than the Amazon Kindle store. But I have never, I have not bought a single book from the iBook store since I stopped testing iBooks uh, because Am the, the Kindle store has way, way more content. It's worth I agree. going through, it's, it's worth going through that extra 12 seconds worth of trouble to make sure that I get every single book that I ever want. I stopped it's, even looking at the iBook store for that reason. And yep, that's bad for Apple because I don't even look Apple, there. If Apple does anything to restrict the amount of content that's going to be available on the iPad, game over. They but, lose it. Not today, but a year from yeah, now, or I, maybe two years from now. I think the question is also those, you know, the user that has the iPad, what what are they betting on as far as their book usage? Because I know I bought a bunch of stuff on on the Kindle, but I, I find myself not actually reading it that often, you know. And and um and, and so the issue is, and then I stop stop not only buying paper books, but I've kind of just stopped buying books. Well, you know, you know, and but, but, but you, well, I, I buy you can read it on the iPad. You can read it on uh, the iPhone. What, I don't understand. No, I why. do. I just find that I just don't do it. I think on the on the new format, well, you, I just find so myself you, not. You don't read iBooks either, though. No, no, no. The only You're thing I put on my iBooks, iBooks are better. The no. only thing I, I have to admit, the only thing I read constantly on my iBooks is PDFs well, that are manuals. You should no, recuse no. yourself because right. you're not reading but, books on your devices. But what I'm saying is, is that I, I have lots of books and I read lots of books or I have read lots of books. Um, the issue is, is that I find myself on that on the device, not as interested in reading books. Just, just not, you know, and maybe that it's the iPad isn't as good a reader as the Kindle, the Kindle. Better, frankly. You know, and so the thing is, is that it's, as an experience, I just find myself a little, you know, I just find myself losing interest in that, yeah. you know, in that process. So that, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a totally different thing, though. I mean, I think that where, where, Apple, where Apple and the iPad will start to lose ground is those moments when uh, the, the, the typical airplane row scenario where the person sitting next to you is reading Mad Magazine or they're reading People Magazine or they're reading some comic book that you like and you, and you, you don't know anything about this and you ask them, oh, well, yeah, I've got, I've got this brand new Motorola Zoom tablet and it allows me to access pretty much everything you can get in the Barnes & Noble newsstand uh, and I can get them via subscription. Wow, can I get that on, on, I hear Apple has a tablet. Can I get that on the Apple too? No, I'm afraid that all this stuff is only available on the Zoom. Well, great. Where can I get one of these Zoom tablets? That's the disconnection. <laughs> Maybe. I still think, I, I would argue that's still in that 10%, not in the 90%. 90% of the I people just... I, I think you're completely wrong. Okay. I, you know, we'll stay, because I just don't, I, I, I think the people who want well, all that, that my, my wife let me, has Let a, me say this. Um, that's the problem, is that 90% are going to love it. And it's the same problem I have with the um, OS X app store. It, by the way, uh, I talked with a number of people on this cruise and people associated with Apple, I won't say their names, 
And they kind of agreed with me that the apps, this stuff is appealing. This stuff is like crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. Developers love it. Publishers love it. Users love it. But it's not good for the ecosystem because of this, you know, this 10 or I think 20% of people were left out in the cold. Well, I, I have to admit, I, I... So loving it is not the problem. Of course we love it. Right. And and I think that... that and, and the the issue is is that I what I'm saying is not whether we should love it or not love it, but I'm saying that the trajectory is is that Apple will be very successful with it in the same There's way. There's no that, question about that. Can, That's can, why it's a problem. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm not saying that this. I'm not saying there isn't any logic to what Apple's doing. I think that it's. It, I, There's I think a that, ton of logic I, to I, it. It's I, I good would, business. I would, I, yeah, I, I would think that. Inter I, I don't know. I don't have any inside information on how this decision was made. I would guess that there is an accept. There is an appreciation that there is a certain amount of uncertainty and gamble in there. But if they win, they run the table. They uh, they own publishing. They run and get, the and table, they get, and they get thirty cents out of every dollar. But, is, are they uh, shooting the moon? I think I think that they're going to be successful with this for a year or two. But by the time that Android tablets creep up to the point where most people can't really tell the difference between an iOS tablet and an Android tablet. That's when they start to. That's when the. That's when the the, the roller coaster starts going like this. And two years later, we wonder, wow, what happened to Apple? How did they screw up this tablet? It used to be the number one thing in the world, and now there's like a five percent group of people. And now there's now there now there's a, there's a rumor that Apple is going to start licensing iOS to run on Windows tablets. I'm gonna. That's by the way, I'll go on record saying that will happen. It will happen at least in two years, if not next year. It will happen. And this is what Steve would say. You have a choice. You want porno? Get Android. You have a choice. The choice is yeah, not see, to buy an Apple product. To, to me, to, okay, yeah, exactly. That is, that is a choice. But I think that this is the point at which they really, instead of sort of nudging towards a line this is where i think they've sort of nudged towards the bad side of the line where there's the the fact that you can't simply you can't still have just a button inside the app that says go to our website and sign up for a subscription or go to our website and buy this make this purchase the idea that i can't have uh, my subscriber i can't i can't have a page on my site that simply says that i will sell you a we are still a, a paper publisher we will sell you a weekly subscription oh and by the way we will also give you access to all of our content uh, to the digital content uh, that's available to us uh, the fact that now there are limitations on how i can do that that's weird that's merits I, a lot of discussion and a lot of it's just that when i when i think of my kids my parents and my wife who are very normal when it comes to this stuff i just don't think any of these issues are things that they no, care about but that's and, why and, we have to care no, about no, i understand but i'm saying that there is a i mean we can the the issue is, is for apple is a lot of people have talked about the closed system being a danger to apple but i will argue that you know they because they're going to get 90 percent of the market so who cares no, no no i'm saying i'm saying that that it is they Apple lost its lead in the 80s because Steve wasn't there <laughs> and because they tried to be like Windows when they started when they started catching up and they tried to make lots of different Steve versions. Steve told me when he was at Pixar and he still talked to me that Apple lost a 10-year lead by not doing anything. Right. And that when Windows 3.0 is what he said, when Windows 3.0 came out, they that was it they'd lost their 10-year mac lead right and i think that you know they have been taking advantage of so you're saying they're playing cutthroat they're playing no no no. I'm, I'm saying that they have they for 10 years they did not take advantage of the fact that they were a vertical so they're doing that it they, now. That they own the hardware and the they're software doing it now since steve came back they've been taking advantage of that and they have had a growing quarter almost every year almost oh, every yeah. quarter since they said you know what the one we thing we want that, the chain the one thing that no one can do that we can do is that we develop the hardware and the software all the way through? We can there. we can integrate that, and we're going to make yep. them play in our briar patch. We're not going to play in their briar patch until 
the Department of Justice gets a hold of it. But right, but they'd have to they, they'll have to get a lot of lead. And the thing is, is when when more Androids are being sold than than iPhones, which is right. happening they right now, they love it. They love that. This is this is the best thing that could have happened. You're now. absolutely right. You know, they, because the thing is, is that they, right. it is a very very difficult Just, legal decision. Microsoft said this for years. Oh, we're not a monopoly. There's Apple. Right. Microsoft kept Apple alive during the horrible Spindler and Emilio years just so they could say, oh, no, you have a choice. And this, and, and, the, and the thing is, is that it would be as if Apple had 55% and Microsoft said, uh, you know, like because, right. because, they're, because Androids are selling. Uh, Apple will never be a, minor, a majority. They'll never be I in don't a monopoly think they position. Care. And right, yet right. Uh, there is, in fact, I mean, I think that they loosened those restrictions. I think the reason you saw Google Voice, for instance, on iOS was because they were under investigation. It's not that they're not, FTC's not looking at them. Well, and I think Apple is going to pick fights where it wants to pick fights. If it, if it feels like it can it can ease up, and I think we're going to probably see some easing is this, on this. Is this one, think, of the, one of the things that President Obama talked about when he talked with Steve Jobs last week? No. <laughs> he said, can you give me some money? That's what he said. He said, I'd like a little cash, please. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, our poll uh, results, at least the first hour of our poll, and our picks of the week. Oh, but one more thing, Andy. Andy wants to know, where's my Apple wristwatch? <laughs> Great article in uh, Mac User. Actually, uh, the Mac User column in MacWorld.com. That's confusing. <laughs> Isn't there a uh, well, magazine named Mac User? It's a, it's a damn good trademark. It's, it's a good idea to just keep that alive and keep, keep that alive. associated with the... The mighty, mighty Mac world. So I have to tell you, uh, Steve Wozniak, Janet Wozniak, and about a dozen other people are wearing iPod Nanos with rubber yeah. wristbands. It was a very big fashion trend on Mac Mania. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I, I love that idea, and I saw that really awesome Kickstarter project. Right. It was really great, like, metal one. But, but, but Griffins you know make one, make one, and everybody's doing it now. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, though. For I, I, I kid you not, for, like, two and a half years, I, I wore a series of wristwatches that could not be operated, would not tell you the time until you touched them. Uh, one was a Millennium Falcon wristwatch. And this wristwatch is one of them, for, by the way. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It was, like, it was like the Millennium Falcon, and you had to tap this to get the top of the Millennium Falcon to pop open so you can see the dial. The other was a wrist <laughs> PC that re that had like an Oreo cookie stack of lithium batteries to run on, and so you had to actually push a button. And you know what? I went through too many airports trying to having to like rub my, my watch on my chin to find out <laughs> if I would find out if I'd be making my, my flight to ever, ever be interested in a watch that I have to touch in order to find out what time it is. Dr. Mom says her favorite is a company called wristjockey.com. You can get any kind of watch band you want, including, look at these, uh, you know, the expandable metal ones, the leather. Everybody I saw was wearing rubber. Uh, the, I, don't, I didn't see any lunatics. That was the one that was on uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. I don't know. I think, that, unfortunately, companies like Griffin jumped on the bandwagon before, uh, before lunatic could get out there. But you're kind of stuck with the clock that they gave you, right? I mean, you're not really. Yeah. That's the only you issue. I mean, if you could well, really, if you could really push push a button, I'd be more touchy. I mean, but but Andy, isn't it true nowadays that we all really mostly rely on exactly what you just said, which is a, a watch that we have to press a button? It's called our cell phone. Well, the thing is, the weird thing is, like the we. Uh, the weird thing is, like, the market for these has not gone down with the development of PDAs and cell phones uh, and, and all these other cool things. Uh, there was a time when I was really, really frustrated that 
uh, I could not, after, after finally decided that I want to have a, a normal wristwatch again, I had not bought digital watches in like three or four years and said, well, this is great. I've been out of, I've been, I haven't even been looking at this for three or four years. I bet now there's like a hologram model and it will, it'll actually like run like four different operating systems. It'll play 12 games. And when I went back, the most exciting feature was that now instead of storing 50 phone numbers, it stores a hundred phone numbers. And that's when I switched back to, I'm just going to get the simplest analog watch I can possibly get. And so I, the oddly, enough when I when I'm looking whenever I'm at these trade shows or even at like developer shows with some of those geeky people on the planet a they almost all wear watches b they are almost never digital they are just what time is it great I'm done so I think that yeah I, I don't think that's the factor really yeah yeah you mean like I do I do, I do. pie face you mean like an this one even has Roman numerals to make it even less intelligible so you just Here you go this, this, oh, one, this, this is, one's the the, the hybrid Oh God! You just, of course, Alex would have a watch that know, had digital and analog, and, and they can be separate, and you and, can change the time zone. And and that's a nice watch. I like that one. Oh, this one, this one is the Swiss Railway watch, which <laughs> I bought specifically because it has like the clearest hands, the clearest dial. That's a nice watch, known to mankind, and it's actually based on the actual clocks that you get on the on the Swiss rail system. So it's always uh, correct. And it's, and it's not terribly expensive either. It's like a like a hundred dollar watch. It's not like really super fancy. And it's it like the best watch ever. Best like watch ever had. Chocolate. Yum. All right. So what? You're, by the way, we completely bypassed the point of your article. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, 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 the point the point of the piece was that I really want Apple to like just be goofy again. And stop being stuck stu and not necessarily make something that has, is strategic, that integrates with everything else. I want them to have a team that will get, has their own special little office, like a little pirate office. Yes. And they've been tasked with only one goal build us something cool that we can retail for no more than $49. And whatever you want to make it do, that's fine. But make sure it's cool and $49. And so the idea of, even like the most coolly designed $49 wristwatch. It doesn't have to integrate with iTunes. It doesn't have to play with your phone call that's coming in. Just the idea that we just, we had this idea of this really, really cool manufacturing technology where you could build the entire thing out of glass, this special titanium-infused <laughs> glass with, with, like be, with like magnetic beads inside like a, a square on the front of it that, that are, that are electri electrically like moved from one side to the other to tell you what time it is. 49 bucks. Done. You know, sold. You know what they it. need is instead of a genius bar, what Apple needs is a is a is a propeller head bar. That's like that's like or some kind of or the geek bar that is just like these little products that are forty nine dollars. You can just go over and decide if you want to buy them or not. It's like a little section saying, you know, we don't really <laughs> condone this, but a lot of our engineers have, have had some fun with it, and if we sell enough of them, maybe it'll move into the rest of the like store. iPod socks. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Apple should test its mighty marketing clout by announcing and selling a product that does nothing at all but looks great on your coffee table. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's why the example I cited, like the, the coolest, in many ways, the ultimate Apple product Wasn't that is the Apple Design Award because all it is, it's a box with an Apple logo, logo on it that glows white. It has no function <laughs> but to promote the Apple logo. Remember, it's so I, thought cool that, I thought that was really the cube. Up. The cube was a, the cube. I had one of those. <laughs> I, I had one too. Uh, Somebody so, some years ago sold a, it was a, a white glowing globe and he would tie it into RSS feeds. And if this, you could say weather or stock market or whatever. And if the stock market was down, it would be red. If it was up, it'd be green. That's all it did. It was just a that's glowing a, that, globe. That's, that's, a, that's an Arduino project you can put together pretty cheaply yourself. You just, a, a $20 Arduino board, like a really short bit of code, uh, has a Wi-Fi stamp built into it. Uh, and then you just put a white ping pong ball over a tricolor <laughs> LED. <laughs> it's like... 
it's 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 basically if you want to show people how cool an Arduino board is, it's like it's a it's the glowing ping pong ball of my Ooh. Twitter destiny. Actually, somebody in the chat room knows this name of this company it was Ambient. It was Ambient Design. Uh, ambient Devices, I guess it was. Here it is. Here it is. Wow, they're still around. Oh, now they have like, you know, they've they've added information. But I liked it better when it was just a glowing globe. <laughs> that was so much better. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, your picks of the week and our followers poll. The results are in. But first, it's time to tell you about Squarespace.com. That's the place to make your next website. You know, I did a talk about uh, new media on the cruise. That was one of my uh, one of my picked subjects, and we, of course, it was good timing. We talked about. Remember Malcolm Gladwell's article in the New Yorker two months ago, where he said, "Oh, Twitter would never start a revolution because it's just about preserving the status quo." Boy, was he wrong! <laughs> Talking about getting proven wrong like that. Um, so it was a very with the Egyptian revolution going on. It was a very timely time to talk about the power of new media and so forth. Um, but I said, and I think this, I would say this to everybody. The most important thing you do on the web should be your website. It's fine to have a Facebook. You should have a Facebook page. You should have a Twitter presence. You should do all of that. You don't have to have a blog, but you should have a website. Somewhere that's yours, you control, that people can go to and find out more about you. It is the single most important thing you can do on the web, and that's where Squarespace just excels. You can go there right now for free and create a website. Just uh, go to squarespace.com slash MacBreak. You see that green button? You don't need a credit card or anything. Just fill out four little uh, fields there. The site name, Leo's new site, password, sexy, email address, leo at sexy.com. And, uh, you know, it's a little capture to keep robots from creating random sites. Now you got a site for two months, you, two weeks rather. You've done this, Alex. Uh, you, I, I tell the story all the time about you doing it for a restaurant that didn't have a website. Yeah. Well, and, and before and, dinner was over, they had a site. <laughs> well, the and you know all of our sites right now are on. So DV Garage, Pixel Core, and BorderSack are all Squarespace sites, and they're so you like it, I would guess. We do like it, and and they range, you know, from being really simple. My own uh, blog is just there's no custom code in it at all. To DV Garage has got e-commerce and and Pixel Core's got really? all kinds of special stuff. Yeah, so all that stuff is you know we we injected all that code right into it. So well, it fully supports JavaScript. It fully supports CSS. So you can do a lot more, but you don't have to. Well, you're not you're well, not required. No. What was great was I uh, I um, was I'd be on Skype with Carolyn who's who was you know working on the site with me and the two of us would just sit there and make adjustments like she make an adjustment hit save and then I hit an adjustment and save oh we don't like this and so we're just playing with it we're not typing code you know it's all right. WYSIWYG we're kind of move, moving things around and then we got to where we liked it and then there's like oh we need to add a couple extra things so we hired somebody to write the code for that and make make it work. Squarespace.com slash MacBreak try it free for two weeks if you decide to buy use the coupon code MacBreak you'll save ten percent. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You won't. No, you should have jumped when you had a chance. No. It doesn't matter. It's $12 a yeah, month. It's so it's, I mean, and look, you're getting hosting and software, and that's kind of key to all of this. This isn't just one. Well, and, and the thing software. is, this is this not is just hosting on a, like, on one a server. Hosting. It's like, hosting. this is a cloud cloud host. So so no matter how hard you get hit, it doesn't. It's yeah, not they gonna... use um, a pretty sophisticated Java uh, virtual uh, uh, hosting sir, uh, system that um, just turns on bandwidth as needed. Right. Try it free, squarespace.com. You've got to have a website. I, you know, it's fine to have that Facebook page and all that other stuff, um, Google profile, but I, I told everybody in the class, I said, look, Facebook could take it down, Flickr could take you down, Twitter could, you know, you got to have something you own 
that you can send people to, and ultimately that means your own website. For a blog or anything else, photographers too, squarespace.com slash MacBreak. Give it a try today. We love them. All right, uh, let's see. Who wants to start here? A show of hands, Alex, Andy. Wait a minute, Alex is pulling out something hard. And, uh, oh, uh, I have one of these. I like it. You like it? I like it. I, I, uh, it's an iPad case. Yes, it's an iPad case. This is, Boy. This is by Modular. Nobody's ever brought us one of those before. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, this is, so this is Modular, and uh, they gave me one to, to play around with a little bit. And uh, so I've been using it for the last uh, couple weeks. And I really like it. So here's here's how this works. Um, okay. Do you want to do you want to have? Oh, I could show it on my special close-up cam. Probably you, you can just watch it here. Here. I'll yeah, you hold this. it up there. So, this, you know, yeah. 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 So, so and so I'll describe have, it for our radio audience. So at first home. of all, it's a nice hard case, and so you feel like you can, you know, it, it's pretty protective. You can pull the the, the front off. See, I couldn't like when this. I got I got it. I couldn't figure out how to snap the front on. I kept fall, falling off. No, so just, I guess yeah, I was just, doing it wrong. So it does. It's it just now it's completely encased in hard plastic. Yeah, it's completely protected. It's protected, and and so then I wish it were easier to carry though. Yeah, exactly. So, so here's the thing: you got these, you got your little uh, hooks yeah, in the back, and little I forgot four, to bring four nubbies. In I brought the back. this, and I forgot to bring anything that goes with it. But what you can do is, I um, when I'm in the kitchen, I have this little L. Yeah, there's a. So this is one of the mod so the reason it's called modular, of course, is because you can do lots of different things. It's modular. So you, you, you can buy them independently on. or you can buy the whole thing as a kit. Right. You'll get a little kit, I think, with it. So here's here's the so here you can see that now what I've that's done the is the strap. I, that's now the you've strap. got a shoulder strap. So now you got a shoulder strap, but then you can have uh, I uh, I have they have a little uh, um, like a little L that just pops into here. So I was making crepes uh, on Sunday morning for the you kids. You can make crepes with it. No, you can't make crepes <laughs> with the thing. But That's but I had amazing. But I had to have Epicurious up so I could remember what the you know the recipe was. And so so I had it just sitting and it, and it was nice because it was just sitting at just the right angle. But I just popped that in. I popped the strap off. Popped that in. Um, then we uh, um, my wife actually let me put one on the fridge so you can put the magnets on the fridge and then you can you can hang it on the fridge so it comes with magnets for the you fridge can get them. you can get them you can get ones that have magnets for the fridge and then i'm putting one into into one of the walls so that i can i can set my ipad on the wall and and lock it in but the point is is that you're not getting whole cases for everything what you're doing is simply getting the little things that you just slide this in slide it in slide it in so it's one one modular case that works for lots of different uses um, rather than lots of different cases that are doing it so it, i think it's a it's I like it. I like it. iBookery I, um, in our chat room has a question. Is it microwave safe? Is it microwave safe? Uh, you know, without the iPad, I think it's, I think it's microwave safe. <laughs> do not, do not <laughs> microwave it, okay? I do not think I would put it in the microwave uh, He was iPad. joking. How much is it? I think it is thirty nine ninety nine for the base, and then you get more, and then stuff you can get little things. There. But they're all like twenty bucks and ten bucks and five bucks. You know, it, it, it depends on what, how much you're getting. But it's um, it's a great little case, and it really feels protected. And the website again, modular. It is um, it is M O D U L R. I believe that's the name. Modular. No A dot com. Right. Let's try it. Let's Let me see. I'm going to enter it into the magic. Watch. Nope. Bienvenue dans Modular. Hold on. Let me just uh, Sorry. Google it. I ruined everything. I will Google I? it. No, you've 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 just ruined the show. That's I've ruined not, everything. Not everything. everything. Modularcase.com. Yeah, modular. You spelled it right. Modularcase.com. Yes. There it is. Yeah, I, we talked about this on iPad today. I think it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Andy Anako, your you were holding up earlier. Your pick of the week. I was just adjusting the lighting so I could show you this wonderful new iPad app. 
Uh, now, there are those of you who care much less about the Super Bowl, the NBA All-Star Game, or anything else, as we do about this most wonderful time of year, yes, it's Oscars season. Uh, I was bummed because for a good three days, I thought that I was going to be in Barcelona on Oscar night because to me, this is the this is my Super Bowl night. This is the I'm going to have a big bowl of popcorn. I'm going to have three screens. So I can I can eye chat with all my friends. I'm going to have a little party. And I'm going to work on my Oscar picks. Yes, I am. The, the, uh, yes, I am. That's sort of person. Uh, and the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences released an Oscar app. Uh, for the iPhone and the iPad. Now, I guess now your, your Alex's pick would do really, really well because what I really want to do is like have the iPad magnetized to my fridge so that I always have the countdown to the Oscar cast uh, countdown clock at all times. Uh, but what it, uh, pretty much what it is before it's it's only By the way. This cents. app is going to be completely useless in five days, three hours, three <laughs> minutes, and fifty-four seconds. I just want to point that out. It's well okay. So the guy, the guy who spent a thousand bucks to swept to death on a bus is complaining about a 90, 99 cent app you can only use for a week. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Actually, who knows? It might turn over again and say the next Oscar telecast is in three hundred sixty-five days. Exactly. Um, but it's not. It's not obviously. It's not just a countdown clock. What it is is it really is a front end to all kinds of video. The week before the telecast, it will load up all kinds of different uh, videos, oh, and they keep adding to them on a day-to-day -day basis. On Oscar night, I haven't, obviously haven't had the chance to try this out, but they promise that there are going to be a whole bunch of additional cameras that are set up uh, all throughout the complex, so that if, you, if you're watching the Oscar cast, you want to find out, okay, is who's smoking outside the theater? You can actually bring up a map and pick up, tap on the camera that's set up just outside the theater, or you can set up, a, click on a camera that's right here backstage. You can click on another camera there's always going to be interviews going on in the press room. So I think that it's going to be yet another chance for me to become a little bit too obsessive and uh, darling about uh, what is essentially a love letter to people who make millions and millions and millions of dollars for just massaging their own egos. But still, no, 99 no, no. cents. They make us yeah. happy, Andy. Well, they, 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 they take our boring uh, pedestrian little lives and they turn them into something fun, exciting. For just the humble, the humble crafts, the humble artisans back there, back there at the glitter factory. We have much to owe them. Uh, I, okay, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll be serious. I do enjoy the Oscars because oh, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the sort of person who'll be like, if the King's Speech doesn't win Best Picture, <laughs> I'm just gonna freaking kill myself. I'm yeah. never gonna watch the Oscars is that, again. Is that your pick for Best Picture, King's Speech? Uh, it's so close between King's Speech and True Grit. I love because True Grit. Those, are, those, are, two, those are two films that I could have seen ten times in a row, and I actually saw them each like at least twice. Wouldn't it be cool if the dude got a second Oscar in a row? <laughs> it'd be cool. It'd be cool if Jeff, Jeff Bridges accepted it in the robe and the, and his Tron helmet. <laughs> <laughs> And just said, screw you, I've already won one. Now I'm going to go for cool points. So the name of the app again? Uh, I believe it's called, uh, I don't know what it's called. It's called, it's, if, you, if, you do, uh, if you do a search on iTunes for Oscars, you'll find it. <laughs> That's I had, what it's called. I had, I, had, I had the name loaded up on my little page of notes, and I had to restart for Skype, and I, I didn't reopen my page of notes, so I don't know what it is. It is in the show notes that I, just, that I gave oh, you, you uh, earlier. It, so it's, you'll, it's, called, you it's called Simply Enough. The Oscars. Well, but is that what it? else do you have to is say? Is that it? But is that the official one? No, this is the official one. This isn't it. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's, that, is, that is the app we're talking about. Oh, okay. So this is the official Oscar. Hey, app. can everyone vote? That's what they should have. Everyone, like, right when it's happening, everyone vote on who they think should win before they... Yeah, wave them off. No, that's called American Actually, Idol. It's called, it's called, it's called, look, no, no, no. It wouldn't be a real vote. It would just be... You would, you would see what the, the, pub, oh, here it the is. public trend would be. Yeah, the app itself is called Backstage. Oscar Backstage, backstage Pass by ABC. ABC. 
There you go. See, it's, I knew if they use the word Oscar, they have to be a licensee. Cause yeah, exactly. Well, in addition to getting actual like use of the of the statuette. Right. So that's for it, reals, man. Really, really cool. Also, also, it's a really well it's, it's a well done iPad style app. It's not just some right. dude who studied a little bit of HTML5 and just put links to, <laughs> to, to videos. It's actually very well done. In the Kodak Theater, thank you, Cam. Wow. <laughs> I can't, I cannot wait. I'm I'm sitting in front of the TV with this. Yeah, no. See, I, I already I already see. I'm I'm planning out staying now. I'm definitely going to have a live blog window. I won't tweet that much because I'll be too much. Should I have Should I do a stream channel just to like so I could be just like talking and sharing my excitement? <laughs> I wonder if this is in some way the the future of, uh, of of television is this kind of hybrid thing where you participate with an iPad device that gives you extra camera angles and stuff, so that there's still the TV for the eighty percent that just want to sit and watch the TV, but the for the the rest of us, this is a great opportunity for live events. I think it makes really, a lot of really sense. Really cool. Well, it also gets people unhooked from their DVR because the only way to experience yeah. it is uh, to experience it. Well, and these companies already know. They said last year that that's what's propelling the increased viewership for the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, the Super Bowl is social media. It's people tweeting about it. People say, hey, something's going on. I'm going to run out. I love it. I'm going to download this immediately, Andy. Great pick. Good My time. pick is also a uh, iPad app. It's actually one I discovered on the Mac. Well, discovered because I stole it from somebody. On the <laughs> Mac, <laughs> Mac Mania Cruise, it's called Weather Plus. Now, I foolishly, you know, I did a, a bit on, uh, on the, a lecture on the trip on, uh, on apps. I did 60 uh, iPhone apps, and I picked uh, Weather Buggy Elite being an old-fashioned fart. Then somebody said, well, wait a minute. What about Weather Plus? And I went, oh, this is better. It's got a little flip clock. It's got uh, pictures. It's got a background. You know, we loved Weather HD, which gave you the, you know, the, the, the pictures of the different, uh, you know, weather conditions as they're going on. This does that in the background with a lot of weather information. You can click, uh, click different uh, days and you'll get the pictures that go with that. Uh, it's just pretty. It looks great. Isn't it pretty? <laughs> <laughs> it's just purdy. It doesn't really do diddly do, but uh, but it's purdy, and that's what I like. And by the way, uh, I can just tell you right now, it's sixty degrees and uh, partly cloudy in Austin, Texas. How about how about St. Martin? Is that where you're going tomorrow? Tomorrow, jerk tonight. You jerky jerk jerk. Well, I love St. Martin. I've never been there. Oh, you're gonna love it. Are you going to the Dutch side or the French side? Dutch. Yeah, I think it's a little safer to eat the food on the Dutch side. <laughs> I, uh, I had a bad clam on the French on Saturday. Oh, there we go. But you're going to St. Martin's. And I think the Dutch are a little more scrupulous about the cleanliness of their kitchens. I just thought that. But anyway, you may ask. In fact, I wish you would. Why, Leo, do you have Austin's weather forecast? Oh. 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 You have St. Martin's because you're going to St. Martin. I have Austin because we're going to South by Southwest March uh, 12th and 13th, we will be broadcasting live once again from South by. That's the place that I very foolishly crowd surfed uh, last year. <laughs> that was that was classic was internetness. In the, in the internet, internet media. That, that's like that's like one of the things that we're going to look back on. And then there was the first live crowd. So, uh, as, crowd as the kid says, it was epic. But uh, this year, I probably won't be doing that. We are going to be there. We'll cover the parties live. We do have the uh, Live View backpacks. We're going to have two of them. Tom Merritt will be there, Sarah Lane and I, and uh, we will get. And uh, Brian Brush will be giving you live coverage. It's going to be so much fun. And I will be, uh, we're going to do, for the first time ever, a live twit in Austin 
on a Sunday, March 13th. So here's the deal. We're, we're going to be at Momo's, which is a great club in Austin. It's not on 6th. It's a, it's a little bit of a walk, but you can get there. Uh, it's absolutely free. Starts at 1 o'clock, the tech guy from Momo's. I'll do the radio show. TNT with Tom Merritt at 4 o'clock. And then at 5 o'clock, we've got a twit, and some of the greatest people who've ever been on twit will be there. It's going to be one of those giant panel things. And then at 7 o'clock, a twit meetup. All at Momo's, and then we'll continue with the South By coverage. Tom, Sarah, Brian, me, Brian, uh, I mean, Gina Trapani and Jeff Jarvis will also be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you will uh, join us for our live coverage of South By. I'm jealous. Rapidly becoming one of the most fun uh, conferences of all. I really enjoy South by South. It's a great, it's a great conference. If I didn't have to work, I'd be there. Yeah. You were going to be where? I'm going to be in Half Moon Bay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, watch out for the food in Half Moon Bay because I had a bad clam there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you all for being here. Uh, it was, it's great to be back, but thanks uh, very much to Andy and uh, Alex for filling in while I was gone. Thanks to Tom Merritt for filling in on many of the other shows too. And for a very dedicated crew of people here at the Twit Cottage who worked really extra hard while I was gone because uh, all they would get from me is twice a day because I had very little access, message incomprehensible messages saying, do this, do that. <laughs> they would try to figure it out. <laughs> and uh, and it really, I'm sure, was very difficult. So thank you all for uh, holding down the fort. Thank you for being here. Don't forget we do this show live, the pre-show. <laughs> the pre-show begins at 11 a.m. Pacific. Red carpet coverage begins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much, it might as well be Joan Rivers and her daughter, frankly. 11 a.m. Today I'm wearing 511 Tactical. <laughs> shoe up front. 11 a.m. Uh, uh, Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time at live.twit.tv. And now let's go to followers.com and get our poll results. Our question, as you may remember, is will Steve Jobs ever come back to run Apple and I'm glad to say that a large majority said yes, 58.41%, 486 votes said yes, 41%, 346 votes said no. That is a great number. The voting continues through the rest of the day. We'll try doing this again. Uh, I think this is kind of a fun way to get your opinion on uh, stuff. Uh, the followers poll cool. of the week. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah. Argentinian um, entrepreneurs, and I wanted to kind of give When are they going to open it up? Uh, so I have a feeling the, the crowds are at the doors now saying, please. I, I, I'm not really asking when, when are they going to open it up. I'm, when, when can I use it? That's, yeah. That's what I'm really Yeah, asking. exactly. It's fun. Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you next time. Now you get back to work. Great time's over. You sound like you're selling Sam on that one. <laughs> I see. I see. Get back to work there, son.